Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Our website is filled with more encouraging interviews, all accessible at MyFaithRadio.com. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, the other Dr. Mintel, my husband, Norm. Every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and as always, we're just really glad you joined us. We are, but you know, this time of year, this doing life together thing could be a little bit tricky, don't you think? <laughs> well, what I'm talking about is Christmas time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's so much going on. There's so many parties and festivities and shopping and all that jazz, uh, but we don't want anything or anyone to steal our Christmas joy. And that's what we want to talk about today. This season's all about joy. So everybody in the audience, you ready for a quiz? Raise your hand if you're feeling joyful. Uh, I'm not seeing too many hands. Okay, how about exhausted? Oh, there are the hands. <laughs> you're not seeing any hands because we're on the radio. No oh, right. oh, that's why. Okay, But it. you're making a great point. You're talking about all the busyness and all of that that makes us tired and exhausted and can steal the joy. Although mm-hmm. this is the season to be full of joy that's and peace. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to us that may be struggling a little bit with that. So let's see if we can help you recapture that joy and help you keep certain things from stealing your joy. I think that's it, right? We want to be preventative today. There's so much that can, but we need our joy. So let's start with a negative. Here's a joy stealer. We start celebrating Christmas too early. We're exhausted by the whole holiday before it even gets here. <laughs> the calendar is so full, and now everybody's saying, I have no joy left because I'm I'm partied out, and it's only Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, I know. We, we are not on that train of starting early, early, no. early, are we? No. And I think that's because, you know, there's such a busy calendar for people. I mean, I, I remember sitting in meetings going, well, when can we have the Christmas party? Well, wait, they're having the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, we're going out of town. Well, wait, you know, we're going to be off that day. I mean, it's just so much that is coming at you. There's also the retailer side where they're really pushing a product early. I, I remember walking through a big box store uh, here in our town back in August, August. and I saw Christmas wreaths. I know. And decorations up. And I know, you know, it was too early. And you know I shop early. You are an early shopper. In fact, you're kind of a year-round shopper. I know. But for August, with Christmas decorations, I, I really just couldn't feel it. <laughs> Did you know that some of the home shopping networks began to offer early Christmas ideas and sales back in July? Oh. That tops your August one. Yeah, it's even earlier. One offered Christmas in July sale. They even they even called it that. <laughs> I've heard that phrase before, Christmas in July. Yeah, they sold everything from Christmas decorations to gift ideas in July. You know, it just seems a little out of place to me, but when it comes to Christmas... I, my opinion is just delay a little bit to make it more special. Hmm. I mean, when people are just flopping on the couch, Norm, and they're like, oh, it's Christmas Eve, oh, I'm exhausted. You know? Right. It really doesn't bring that kind of joy that we want it to bring. And I know we can't control the retailers. No. I know they're going to do that no matter what. But we can control our homes 
and we can slow it down a bit. And I think there's something to be said for the anticipation, mm-hmm. the waiting that, that builds that excitement and that joy. But, you know, those are only my thoughts, and I know a lot of our listeners love to get into the Christmas season early, and it's exciting. So, you know, if it brings joy to you, no judgment here. But if you feel exhausted already, maybe pace yourself a little bit differently next year. (laughs) We have an administrative assistant in our office who loves Christmas year-round. Oh, really? And were it up to her, she would decorate (laughs) year-round. Oh, really? Does she leave lights up all year-round in her office? no, she actually decorated her office right after Halloween. Oh, boy. Okay, well. And I walked in and said, really? She goes, now you know I would do it all (laughs) year-round. So she was pacing herself. (laughs) (laughs) She was delaying a bit. There you go. uh, Just a bit for her. Here's another huge joy stealer. Debt. Oh, my goodness. Let's talk about money and budgets for a minute. Yeah, it it does really help to have a budget for spending. But then if you have one, the key is you have to stick to it. Stick to it. Right. So to save some costs, I mean, really think about homemade gifts, maybe some services you could offer. Like I remember one year, my brothers went out. We gave a little gift to one of the elderly people in our neighborhood of snow plowing services. And it was really snow shoveling because we didn't want to plow. But that was our gift to them for the Christmas season. And it didn't cost anything, and yet it was something we could offer. And so there's lots of ways that you can provide gifts, but you don't have to spend this lavish amount of money. And then, of course, Norm, you know, you have to watch your online purchases because those dollars can really add up, especially if you're just buying and you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention. It's so easy. I know. Who's thinking about how it's going ching, 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 ching and adding up? Yeah, and so you really have to spend within that budget means, and and I would suggest you do make a budget. I think so, too, because otherwise come January, uh-oh. Yeah, it's depressing. <laughs> the shiny joy from your gift buying and receiving is going to wear off. The bills are going to get there. The bank statements are going mm-hmm. to start piling up. Did you know that according to the American Research Group, the average, average – American family plans to spend more than $826 on gifts just this holiday season alone. Just for the gifts. Just for the gifts. And that's the average family, which means there are a whole lot of people spending a whole lot lot more more. money than that. But that even seems low to me. Well, some groups were estimating closer to $1,000. I'm going to bet there are a whole lot of people who spend thousands and thousands of dollars. I know. And even when you can't afford it, that's the thing I hear from families is that they just wanted to, you know, it was it was well-intended. They wanted sure. to give something. They were really wanting to bless somebody, but they weren't spending within their means. No, no. And that's where the problem comes. And 37% of Americans use their credit cards to fund all that holiday spending, which means if they don't pay it off, yeah, then there's then interest. the interest rates Yeah, hit. so if you're going to use it, you got to make sure you've got the money to spend just, it off. That's right. I read a site called The Balance. Now, right there, that name should tell you it's going to be helpful, right? But here's what they suggested. They said, develop a list of all the holiday expenses. I don't think we've – have we ever done that? Not ahead of time. We make a list. We don't make a list, really. We We make lists of the types of gifts we'd like to get. Yeah. I don't think we've ever attached – dollar signs to that. Well, they're including gifts, but they're also including everything like cards, wrapping paper, traveling expenses. Oh, good. Um, gift exchanges at work. Oh, yeah. Charitable donations, decorations that you pay for. Um, and I remember we, we bought new this year a string of lights that were truly beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, they look like those birch trees birch in Colorado. Yep, yeah, right. They were beautiful, but they were like, what were they, like $70 or something? Right. It's expensive for a decoration. You know, so part of this is 
you may be buying all this stuff and not thinking about how it all adds up. And so their thing is, you know, if you make a line item list of all of this, then you won't have this question of why are we out of money in December? And why are we, you know, why is everything so tight? Because they want you to do this list item. You know, where we live now, we have discovered that there are these professional house decorators they come out and they, the lights. they do the lights yeah. for you. But the interesting uh, twist is that once you've paid that upfront cost, then every year they come and take them down, put them in your box, and then next year they come and put the same lights back up on your house for like half the price. Yeah, and we talked to somebody in another state and they said, oh my gosh, it's like... Thousands. Yeah, thousands yeah. of dollars to do that. Yeah. It's not that here. So again, just think about all of that in your budget. Right. The idea really is to track your spending and buy only within that right. budget. So that means you have to plan. You have to be really intentional. So come up with a spending limit. Say this is as much as we're going to spend. Right. And I don't know uh, if we've ever done that, but we can afford every year to say, let's do this much and cap it, so to speak, so that we assign money to families or categories or certain types of gifts or travel and that sort of thing. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And so we know a few people, Norm, that have used cash only. (laughs) I mean, does anybody anybody use cash (laughs) anymore? Do they still live? Well, I'll tell you, here, this is a great strategy for an overspender. So I did recommend this one time in therapy to somebody who had a lot of trouble with finances and spending. Because if you actually carry cash, you have to put it out and you have to see how much you have. Oh, that's a good idea. So in some ways, it's it's a way to kind of curb your overspending. Um, but I don't. You can't do that with online shopping. No. So that doesn't work with that. Um, and but if you do online shopping, you can do comparison shopping and you can watch for the deals. But you know, as we said, it's always really easy to overspend. Well, and it's easier now even with a credit card because you can just tap it. So you don't have to insert it. I know. You don't have to, I know. You know. <laughs> it's like no money. It's like no money is being exchanged, right? Well, okay. Let's talk about you for a second. You have a strategy. You shop all year long and avoid big debt at Christmas time. I do. And I, I've done that for years. But if you if you don't think about that, you can at least do it with the money. So you can look at the amount that you spend this year, divide it by 12. That's the amount you should save each month. And if you want to spend more, then try set, you know setting a little bit more aside each month. If you save, Norm, $50 every month in a Christmas fund, mm-hmm. you're going to have $600 That's at right. Christmas. And if you save $100, you are going to have $1,200. And that should really cover everything. That should do it. Although in your case, sometimes you buy gifts and totally forget you bought them. I know, that's the bad thing. But I do have a, I have a closet with a box on it, and I have to go in there regularly and check and say, what did I buy? One year, it was too much. <laughs> How about cutting back on what we could call indulgent spending? This time of year, like uh, you could do stuff like brew your coffee at home instead of spending oh, $7 on a cup of I coffee. I know, at, but I love those You know where. I love those peppermint mochas. No, they no, are no. expensive. I, I, I thought about this. You would order a skinny peppermint mocha frappuccino in a jar. No whip. <laughs> no whip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you could even take an extra job if you wanted. There's so many temp jobs. If you wanted to get your, you know, young adults or teenage kids who are between, you know, college or school, they could actually contribute to the bottom line. Yeah, that's true. Well, the holidays might be the most wonderful time of the year, but they're also probably the most expensive. So solving money problems during the holidays can put the joy back in Christmas, and that's what we're about today. But guess what? We've got some more tips for you on protecting your Christmas joy right after this break. Want a hint? 
How about dealing with that particularly difficult family member? Dr. Linda's going to help us. Stay with us. Is every spare minute of your life filled with some activity, event, or demand? If so, you could be suffering from a very common American disease. It's called overcommitment, and it has seeped into every area of our lives. I'm Dr. Linda, the relationship doctor, and yes, I'll admit it, I've fallen prey to overcommitment in my life just like I imagine you have. Saying no occasionally is the best defense against overcommitment. But if it's too late and you're already overcommitted, here's a little tip to help you make it through. In the busiest days, you can still stop and take five just for yourself. When your heart is racing and your thoughts are whirling inside your head, your effectiveness just plummets. But if you'll pause right in the middle of all the hubbub, maybe close your eyes, breathe deeply, and remind yourself that the current task will be completed, you'll feel an immediate sense of relief. Then you can head back into the job at hand with renewed focus and energy. And when the next chance comes to overcommit, it comes your way. You can work on your priorities by just saying, hey, no. Ho, ho, ho. You're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Radio Show, and we are talking about keeping the joy in Christmas and protecting against all those things that steal it. I've got a great gift idea for you. Tell someone about our podcast. Tell them to just go to MyFaithRadio.com, and there you will find a list of your favorite podcast providers, and you can find the one. Look up Dr. Linda Mental Show and listen to us anywhere you are, anytime. You might want to listen to a show about narcissism. Maybe not. How about procrastinating? How about the in-laws? How about this one? Keeping your Christmas joy. You know what? Narcissism is one of the biggest shows that people listen to. It so is. I think they would want to listen that, to that one. That was a big but one. we're talking about Christmas joy right That's now. That's right. So. But those so. are all there. You can just Google my name. You'll find it on iTunes and all the different all the different places. And you can pick what you like. Our podcast is everywhere for you to take everywhere. Yeah. All right. Back to Joy Stealers. We talked about a budget. We talked about planning financially. But what about the hard one, planning to deal with your family? You know, some people dread going home for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Comedian George Burns, remember him? He was great. He was like the oldest comedian alive for a long time. <laughs> always had a cigar in his mouth. Yeah, always had a cigar. Is that the guy? Yeah, 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 yeah that's the guy. I can't do his accent right. But he said, <laughs> happiness is like having a large, loving, caring, close-knit family in another city. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his humor was, was quite interesting. Well, listen, like you said, Norm, Family gatherings are a mixed bag of emotions, and it can be fun and exciting. Right. It can also bring grief, especially if you've had a loss this time of year, mm-hmm. sadness. A lot of people feel anxious and stressed, and some people even feel depressed. Because maybe you're facing this holiday with a broken relationship. Yeah, and if that's the case, then focus on what you learned from that relationship. I know that's hard. I'm saying you have this terrible loss, maybe you have a divorce, it's the first time at Christmas to be a single parent or by yourself. But if you can focus on what did you learn from this? And if you're in the middle of, you know, a divorce or you're this is the first time, this isn't the time to rehash all those negative feelings. Rather, I would have you concentrate on what you can do to make the holiday bright, especially if there are children involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, how about the couple that isn't breaking up, or at least they're 
maybe just having difficulties, but how important is it for them to talk ahead of time about what they're anticipating when they get home? I know. This is so important. And you and I would do this every year. Every year. We would just talk. We know what the issues are, right? Most people listening to us right now are going, I know exactly what's going to happen. Uncle Charlie's going to say this, and Aunt (laughs) Millie's going to do that, and my mom's going to say that. And there's going to be a lot of issues going on. So if you can anticipate those, and you can talk about how to handle those in advance, because family dynamics don't change dramatically in a year. So you've got got it. You've got it, right? So if you dread it because of dysfunction... Make sure your spouse is an ally with you, mm. and make sure you're facing this together. And after all, I love this. I brought in a biblical perspective here. King right. Solomon encouraged teamwork. Did you know that? Of course. Many years ago when he wrote in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10, he wrote, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help him up. I don't think he was talking about... Family dinners at Christmas, <laughs> but it works. It works. It reminded me of that commercial when somebody falls down yeah. and they have no one to help them. That's I'm not what this meant. I can't get yeah, out. I mean, I really feel bad because that happens to elderly I people know. all the time. But, but the idea here is, you know, go at this together as a team, and then remember, you can only change yourself. You're not going to change your family. Right. It's easy to think that you can, you know, you can change Crazy Uncle Bill. But the truth is you can't. Mm -hmm. So instead, work on your reaction to Uncle Bill. That's the part that you control. That's good. And there are going to be disagreements over how you handle your family and your dynamics and your kids and how you spend the holidays and with whom, especially for newlyweds, Mm -hmm. whose house are we going to, how to handle the cousin, gifts and expectations. You just have to talk about it. Yeah. So plan ahead of time. If you've had, you know, unpleasant experiences in the past, just kind of sit down with with somebody and and say, why was it unpleasant? And what can I do to change it this year? Also, I know this seems very basic, but get more sleep. Well, yeah, this time of year, right. Yeah, it it helps you calm down, seriously. Give yourself more travel time. And if there's a really difficult relative at your table or somewhere, just don't sit by that person. <laughs> Put someone in between or make it so that it's a little bit easier now, to... Now, you wouldn't always prescribe avoidance, but in no, this case... No, because we're, we're going to try to get through Christmas, and we're going to try to make it positive. Got it. That's our goal. Okay. Your family is who they are. If you decided that you can't be happy, for example, mm-hmm. until your mother finally understands you, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be holding your breath a long yeah. time. And her dysfunction is going to rule your life. Mm-hmm. You could spend the next 20 years trying to please her so much that she'd just have to accept you, and she still might not right, do that. Right. So, Or you could hold her at gunpoint and threaten <laughs> to say, you know, you're going to say the things I want you to say. No, not literally. Katie's pointing at me with a yeah, pretend I know. She's gun. She's like, uh, don't do that. But, you, you know, the point is you're not going to control her thoughts and feelings. So it's a brief time that you're together. It's a, it's a making memory time Try to be kind no matter what is going on. Okay, that's really good advice. But I've got another one for you. What about that cousin who always wants to argue? Yeah, we had a few of those in our family. Oh, boy. Didn't we? Yeah, we did. So I have good experience with this. And um, one of the things I did is I didn't bring up subjects that I knew would be controversial. Right, right. Today, that's pretty much anything. (laughs) I just want to say. But if he brings up something, you know what? Here's the deal. You don't have to engage. You can make a joke, or you can say something like, you know what, let's just agree to disagree on this. Let's not get into this. Let's not talk about it now. 
Let's talk about something we, we do have common ground on. So that requires redirecting mm. the conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just going to say this for the holiday, just save those family disagreements until after. You know, December is the time to try to be civil um, and determine that you're going to do that. Make a decision. Say, I'm going to focus on the positive parts of my dysfunctional family, and I'm going to be nice even if they are not, and I will intentionally try to produce some positive memories. I like that. Well, we're talking today about joy busters, but how do we put the joy back in Christmas? And I remember what Peter wrote in the first chapter of his first book. He reminds us to choose joy, Mm -hmm. even in the most difficult trials, he called them, and tribulations. And then James echoed that in the first chapter, verse 2. He says, count it all joy, knowing that even the trying of your faith will bring patience. Count that as joy. And that's kind of hard to do sometimes. It really is. It really is. And remember, families matter. So don't be so quick to dismiss them. I mean, just work on your family issues throughout the year so that when you get to the holiday times, things can be a little bit more relaxed and maybe a little bit more calmed down. Okay, I like that. How do we do that? How do we create positive memories throughout the year? Well, I was thinking not to create positive memories through the year. I was saying work on your issues through the year. And then when you get to the holidays... You won't have the negativity You won't have so much of it. And then you have to really focus on those positive memories. So I would suggest do something active. Do something that would be fun. So, you know, maybe even working in the kitchen and helping prepare would be a good idea. But, you know, a lot of families play touch football. They do cards. Mm -hmm. They run... They watch the parade together. Um, they do things that will be fun no matter what's going on. So don't just sit around on your devices mm-hmm. and avoid each other. Mm-hmm. Focus on the good points of your family and then try to create those memories. I like that. You know how many people find it impossible to feel joy when there's been a loss and someone in the family is missing at the table? I know some people even leave an empty chair to remember they grandpa. Do. They do. And it's if you're dealing with a loss, it's okay. It's okay to talk about that loved one, remember him or her. You know, grieving comes in waves, and the holidays usually bring on that mm-hmm. feeling of loss pretty intensely for many people, Norm. So cry if you need to. Give yourself a quiet moment. You know, maybe go off to a room for a few moments, and then, you know, give yourself a chance to compose yourself. It's good for other family members to maybe say something like, we all miss mom this time of year, and we remember... We want to remember something special about her. Mm-hmm. You know, Second Corinthians 6 reminds us that we can have a broken heart, but we can still have joy, and we can give spiritual riches to others. I really love that, and I love this verse. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. That's from the Psalms. That's so good. C.S. Lewis said, I sometimes wonder whether all pleasures are not just substitutes for joy. Wow, that's kind of profound. Do we try to substitute pleasure for joy? Because joy is profound. Yeah, well, he, always sa- he also said that the world defines joy as the intense happiness we feel when we satisfy a great desire. And he really disagrees with that. Mm-hmm. And he says, true joy is an unsatisfied desire, a deep longing for God that never ends. And it, that's confirmed in First Peter where he says, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. So God wants us to discover how to have an authentic joy in every season, and it really is found in God's presence. And this season, 
we really want to remember that God physically came in the form of Jesus Mm -hmm. who brought joy to the world. Mm -hmm. Speaking of joy to the world, would you read through some of those lyrics and let me reframe it for just a second. When Isaac Watts wrote this in 1719, he was thinking about the joy of seeing Jesus return the second time, not just the first time. So with that in mind, read the lyrics and let's think about his second coming. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found. Mm -hmm. So joy to the world, the Lord is come. It is our hope that you experience the true joy of the season, no matter how many things or people try to steal your joy. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Amen. Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer and my co-host, Norm Mintel, who makes this show a conversation, and to our technical producer, Katie Sims. From all of us here at Faith Radio, hey, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.